The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Member Angela Whitfield Calloway. Present. Council Member Scott Benson. Scott Benson, aye. Mr. Chair, there's a quorum. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. I need a motion to approve the minutes. All right, motion has been approved. Are there any objections? Here or none. The motion has been approved. Bids have been approved. Negative chair remarks. Now we'll move on to public comment. How many people do we have in the queue, Mr. Bo? Mr. Chair, we currently have two hands raised for public comment. Two hands. All right, excellent. Let's begin. He, she, or they, please identify yourself before speaking. You have two minutes. Mr. Chair, the first caller is Detroit Unity. All right, Detroit yeah, Unity, you got two minutes. Go ahead. Yeah, my name is Reuben James Crowley, Jr. Um, and to Councilwoman Callaway, uh, glad to see you back. And um, my condolences, sincerest, deepest condolences to you. Um, my father was an outstanding figure in my life, and I'm sure yours was as well. Um, I called today to speak specifically about 13552 Newburgh. Uh, it's a resident that lives there, Billy Ingham. He's the, uh, trying to pump up a crack spot in a dope spot. And um, I've informed the police. Uh, I've shut the spot down. So now there's been threats made against my life by him and a, uh, the lady that's down the street calling me a pedophile. They're working in conjunction. So I think neighborhood and community services, this would be a good test case now to find out just what these uh, council committees can actually do and effect for assistance in Detroit. Now, is the lady been running around calling me a pedophile? <laughs> She's been calling me a pedophile now for a year and a half. She's her doc. Her son is called the shoe doctor. He just recently had his uh, business broken into allegedly. And um, she's been threatening um, to that something is going to happen to me. I'm going to disappear. People like me disappear as well as uh, Billy Ingram. Now, I've informed the police officers. I was recently arrested. I've been arrested five times in the last 15 months based on his lies. But I was recently arrested by Officer Rozier. Oh, Officer Rozier told me that Captain Johnson from the 11th Precinct is the one who instructed him to arrest me and not look at the video that I had in my pocket. So what I, one of them is lying, basically. One of them is lying, either Captain Johnson lying or Officer Rozier lying. I want the city council to use the subpoena power to find out the truth of the matter, which one of them is lying, because I did get arrested. All right, thank you so much for that. Uh, who do we have next in the queue, Mr. Bow? Mr. Chair, our next caller ends in five three four. All right, five three four. You have the uh, you have the floor. Two minutes. Identify yourself before speaking. Yes. Good afternoon. May I be heard? Yes, you may. Who are you? Yes. Hello. This is D five resident Joanne Warwick calling. Um, there were two things that I wanted to mention. Number one, I called the Walker Williams Rec Center. I was told that 
they're waiting on an authorization and appropriation to rehab the center. Uh, I know they redid the pool already, and you know, very politely, the fact that we're not using ARPA dollars to make sure we have our, all of our rec centers up and running and we need a rec center in District 4 is a problem to me. I also want to talk about the fact that police have been non-responsive to property crimes and uh, other crimes in the North End. There is an arsonist that is out and about, has hit a number of homes, uh, uh, and uh, I've reported who this person is to the police. There hasn't been any follow-up that I'm aware of, and it is believed that this person is responsible for about five arsons. And um, so uh, I just, uh, its I know y'all just spent $7 million on ShotSpotter that could have paid for a lot of planning studies, but it's, as one of the callers against ShotSpotter pointed out, property crimes are not being addressed, and uh, we don't have enough arson investigators. Uh, I hear people say, well, if you don't have, you know, do you have a video? Well, you know, people did crime investigation before we had this technology. So uh, if anybody can urge the police to take these crimes seriously, because it, it, it could end up in people losing their lives. And so uh, can we please get the rec centers open so that people can be healthy? And uh, can somebody nudge the police to take these crimes in the North End seriously? The excessive bulldozing here did not stop crime. That's the wrong approach. That All right, thank you so much for that. Appreciate you, uh, Mr. Q. Is there anybody else in the in the in the queue? I mean, Mr. Bo, is there anybody else in the queue? Mr. Chair, our last caller in the queue is Roy. Okay, Roy. After this, public comment will now be closed. Public comment is now closed. Public comment hello? is now closed. Go ahead, Mr. Identify yourself, yes. sir. Yes, hello. My name is Roy Gutierrez. Um, yeah. Uh, this is kind of related to what Joanne mentioned, that uh, I'm the last house that the arsonist set on fire. So it's been three years, me calling the police, sending videos with proof that this guy was stealing, was setting fires, and, and I've been ignored. And I wanted the police, you know, it's a matter of time before he burst my house. And a couple of days ago, he burned my house. And thank God nobody was in the house. So... So the whole neighborhood is 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 in danger because I, I've been hearing other stories now that neighbors are you know they found out about this this uh, event about how this guy has started other fires has it, has tried and and threatened other people and, and for me I'm I'm in shock that in a in a in the, in the U.S. in a in a major city a guy can walk around with impunity, start fires, you know. Hold, hold, hold on, fires. sir. Hold on, hold on, sir. Just, 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 just hold on real quick. Uh, Mr. Bo, the clock has stopped. There you go. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, with, with impunity and, you know, still set fires and, and nobody does anything, you know, and especially with something so serious as people can lose their life. So it's been three years going. I, I, I don't know what else to do. I mean, like I said, I, I put it on on social media. My, my next stop is call the news because I, I'm in shock. I, I feel like I'm in, I'm in a communist country that, you know, I'm not allowed to complain and let the guy do whatever he wants with impunity. 
and threaten people's lives and livelihoods. So I, I, I'm like, at the end of my wits, I have no idea what else to do, you know, other than going to the news. And, and please, we need some help. It's in North End. All right. Thank you so much for that, sir. And uh, let me give you my number if we could address you from my office. My office is 313-224-4248. That's 313 313- Two two four four two four eight. That's three one three two two four four two four eight. And I'm sorry about your experience, sir. That being said, we're going to move on to the agenda. We're going to move on to five. That's unfinished business line item five point one. Now, from my understanding, my office has received confirmation from the city from the council's president's office that we can receive and file line item one. So is there a motion to move line item 5.1 to formal session with recommendation for approval? Motion. Are there any objections? Here and none. Line item 5.1 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval. Move on to line item 5.2. Uh, this is the status of the Office of Contracting Mr. Professor. Chair, whoa. I'm sorry. Ex- whoa, whoa. Excuse hold, me. Hold on. Mr. Chair, I'm sorry. Is that Ms. Powers? It, apparently my video didn't go on yet. Oh, okay. Yep, there you me. go. I'm sorry. I thought I'm you were sorry. the voice of my I'm... conscience there for a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Who is this talking? Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Um, I I must have misunderstood you because I thought you said you could receive and file 5.1, and it is a memorandum of report. Yeah, so... I messed up. Yeah, I messed up. No, you missed. You, you, I messed up. It, it, it's just oh. bad habit. So should I say it again? Uh, no, just, just it, it was a, a Scrivener's error. Just yeah. uh, receive and file it, sir, please. Okay, so motion. there's a motion made to receive line on 5.1. Are any objections? Hearing none, line on 5.1 will be received. Thank you for that, Dr. Powers. <clears throat> Moving on, line on 5.2. Um, submitting resolution authorization contract 64704, 100% ARPA funding, public safety, to provide construction services to restore and renovate the Detroit Police Department hangar at 11349 Connor Street, contractor W-3 Construction Company, location 7601 2nd Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48202, contract period upon city council approval through December 31st, 2023, total contract amount $336,989. Is there a motion for discussion on line of 5.2? Motion. Hearing no objections, we will now enter discussion. Member Callaway, I know you had some questions involving this. Did you get any answers on this at all? Um, no. Um, thank you, Mr. Chair. No, we have not. Um, and okay. I still um, believe that we should not be using ARPA dollars to um, repair this hangar. This hangar has been in disrepair for over a decade. No, it's not in my district, but it is in my city. And though it does not, um, <laughs> although it does meet ARPA funding requirements, it does not constitute an urgent, nor does it constitute an immediate need. Um, Detroit residents need ARPA funding for immediate direct assistance. Our citizens are suffering in the city. And um, for us to even consider uh, uh, spending over a quarter of a million dollars on the renovation of a hangar. We're talking about a large conference room, $10,000. Administrative office, $7,000. Administrative office B, $14,000. Bathroom and shower, over $15,000. A locker room, $36,000. A kitchen, $20,000. A kitchen area and cabinets, $46,000. Hallway, $7,700. 
$1,000 sleeping quarters, $19,000. One bathroom for single use, $25,000. Ceiling work, $11,000. Lighting, $14,000. And HVAC, $24,000. Paint, $41,000. Bond and insurance, um, $41,000. Excuse me. Contingency and additional service, don't know what those are. Could be anything. That's $16,000. And I'm just asking, um, Mr. Chair, if we can bring on Mr. Corley because he has identified other funding sources to cover this hangar. And again, this hangar has been in disrepair um, for over, I, I would imagine, a couple decades now. And what's the urgent need for it now? And I just don't believe we should be using ARPA dollars to, to fund it, fund the repairs. And I'm hoping that we can bring over Mr. Corley, uh, Mr. Chair. No, we will bring over Mr. Corley. I, I just want to say something really quickly, and then, I'll, and then I'm going to talk to the administration, and then I'm going to bring over Mr. Corley. Uh, I, I just want to say I understand those uh, complaints, those well, not those complaints, those issues that you, that you brought up, and they're and, and they're and they're legitimate and they're relevant. I just want to say I disagree. I personally think that if we're going to use, I would I would oppose to using ARPA funds. I would I would I would be opposed, excuse me, to using um, police funds for this issue. I think that police funds should be used for actual things involving policing. I think it should be used for salaries. I think it should be used for trying to retain officers. I think it should be used for training. Yeah, I think these are the things that should be used for. I think particularly after the Porter Burke situation, I think we're definitely going to have to have more discussions about training. I think it should be used for enforcement in terms of discipline and things of that nature that we're going to have a conversation about as the collective bargain agreement is coming up. I just would be opposed to using those type of funding for things outside of actual policing. I think it should also be used for the new um, server protect program, which is police officers walking the beats in these high crime areas to keep people safe. So I just oppose that. I respectfully respect where you're coming from. I just think that's just the wrong way of spending money personally on this. Secondly, and people can refute this if I'm wrong, I understand this is a lot of money for this issue. But let me be clear. The reason is explained to me why you need a helicopter in the first place is because one, it's involving high speed chases. You don't want police officers chasing people to reduce police officers in squad cars chasing people who are engaged in illegal drag racing on the next one because it is dangerous for the pursuer, which is the police officer, but also those that are being pursued. And we've had had young people who've lost their lives due to their car crashing on impact. And so a helicopter would reduce that. That's why you have the hangar in the first place. I also think that this would be, and I would like to see, not now, but in the future, I would like to see how this would relate to productivity. Because I think the fact that you're investing in, and you know, it's like they say, small foxes kill the vine. And I think if you're talking about making these investments, it might, it might not seem as the most important thing, but it does lead to productivity. It does lead to better outcomes for our police officers. And I think that is part of the reason why we're doing it is not only so they have the top-notch hangar so they can make the repairs and do the necessary things they do so the helicopter is in a proper condition, but also so that we can increase productivity of the officers, which I think is beneficial for the city in the long run. Now, I'm going to go to Mr. Um, Washington. You know, the administration, you know, if you have anything you want to say and you need to answer um, Vice Chairwoman Callaway's questions because I don't want to move this forward until her questions are answered. And then I'm going to go to Mr. Corley afterwards. So, Mr. Washington, go ahead. Yes, good afternoon, Mr. Chair and Committee. Um, we do have DPD online. We have Captain Brandon Lewis as well as Crystal Perkins from GSD and Sonia Clifton from OCP if you'd like to hear from them.
They have been promoted, Mr. Chair. Captain Brandon Lewis. Yes, I, I can. I cannot hear, um, Chairman. Uh, kind of muffled, but I'm gonna do my best. I'll listen in close. I only asked for Mr. Corley. Can you hear me now? I'm oh, sorry. My, yeah. mic, my mic wasn't on. I'm sorry, man. Yes, I, sir. I, I apologize. So we have Mr. Lewis here. I thought he was here. I thought you were bring, promoting him to answer the questions Ms. Calloway had. Um, that why, or, or, or does he have something he want to say? If, if you all desire to hear from DPD, he is available for any questions. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that's my fault. I, I, I was thinking in that line of question. All right. Mr. Lewis. Uh, Captain Lewis. Go ahead. Yes. The floor is yours, sir. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. So I was just, I was listening to the, uh, uh, um, respectfully, sir, um, honorable body, I was listening to the, um, to the uh, statements that uh, Council Member uh, Callaway was made, uh, stated. And um, uh, one of the reasons that we do need this, um, uh, uh, this hangar um, is for the working conditions of the officers. They're out there day in and day out, um, out there uh, patrolling the city from above. And um, they're, as she stated, the the hangar has been like this for a while, and the conditions have been deplorable uh, for a while. And we have the opportunity through the ARPA dollars to uh, to pay for this so that they can have better working conditions for the work that they do. They effectively deal with uh, the the uh, traffic and safety um, portion of the ARPA dollars. Uh, they're they're they have a direct effect on that, as well as, um, as we know, we have a drifting issue in the city. So um, they're up there every day um, addressing those issues. And we feel that it's it's very important that we have um, a condition or an environment where they are comfortable and they can, uh, of course, give their best, uh, put their best, best foot forward in doing the job that they do every day. Um, they have been doing it in the bad conditions over years, but, um, you know, the only thing we can do at this point is move forward and try to get them something now. Um, the ARPA dollars that have been allocated for this are public uh, public safety funds. So the money is, is, my understanding is the money is allocated for public safety. So it falls within the uh, uh, allowable budgets um, under public safety. And this is obviously, or um, this fits within that uh, traffic safety bucket or uh, budget. So we believe um, as a department that we, we really would uh, hope that we can get full support of this project because we know how important that um, aviation unit is to uh, the police department in the city as uh, Mr. Chairman stated, uh, those officers being above uh, in the helicopters severely reduce liability for the city because they're able to uh, do the things they, they do from that helicopter versus chasing uh, uh individuals on the ground um and i am available for any other questions or specific questions yeah i want uh mr uh captain lewis thank you so much for your testimony i just wanted to ask you is everybody in the helicopter everybody uh, is everyone sworn officers 
Yes, we have sworn officers in the helicopters. We have uh, uh, certified pilots uh, flying the helicopters and um, sworn officers um, as spotters. Well, I would assume they need like a decent locker room and sleeping quarters because they're because they're available around the clock. Correct. That is very true. Yes, sir. OK. 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 Uh, anybody else in my colleagues have any questions, comments or concerns? Remember, Cal, I just want to make sure I got this correct. Did you submit questions in writing, or are you just or are you just opposed to this in general, or did you submit questions and didn't get answers? Oh, Mr. Chair, I don't, I, I, I don't oppose the hangar being repaired. I oppose the use of ARPA dollars right. to make that happen. And I only ask that we have Mr. Corley join us right. to show different um, right. sources that can fund this project. Because okay. I do believe the residents of Detroit have more dire needs, more urgent need than us fixing a hangar with ARPA dollars. But so. they, but did, did he answer your questions, though? Because um, the reason why we held it back was because you had some questions, right? I just my make questions sure are questions to Mr. Corley, though. Oh, oh, to Mr. Corley. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Thank you, Captain Lewis. I appreciate you. Mr. Corley, and then we'll get to Mr. Perkins afterwards. Mr. Corley, go ahead, Good sir. Afternoon. How you doing? Fine, fine. Uh, good afternoon, um, Mr. Chair, uh, Coleman Young, uh, Young, Councilman Young. Uh, and to the committee members. Um, so with respect to potential alternative dollars for the uh, hangar of the police department, um, I communi communicated to city council about a couple of weeks ago that based on the level of uh, vacancies in the department at the time, um, which was 423 vacancies, at least in the month of, of July. Um, and then I said on average, it's about 350 vacancies over the last year in the police department. And so based on the average salary with benefits of 100, about $100,000 police department, and then I took into consideration um, overtime, uh, and I took, a, I took a conservative approach on overtime. So based on that, I saw about an $18 million uh, uh, vacancy savings. Now we do know that council disapproved using $7 million from the police uh, department's budget from savings, from vacancy savings, primarily uh, for the shot spotter um, uh, program. Uh, and so, at least on the surface, it appears there's another maybe $11 million, $10 million in vacancy savings in the police department. Um, and I do not recall the um, uh, administration indicating that they would need to use those vacancy savings for this proposed uh, police salary uh, increase that's before you right now. So uh, it, do it does appear that there's uh, sufficient funds in the police department based on vacancies that could cover the um, a hangar um, reconstruction costs. Thank you. Uh, okay, I appreciate that. Did you have any further questions, Member Galloway? That's my question. Thank yeah. you, Mr. Chair. Um, thank you, Mr. Corley. My question is, is twofold. So you're saying, one, that this wouldn't necessarily impact um, the raise that we just talked about um, that that passed out of budget committee for the um, last week involving the collective bargaining agreement. This wouldn't affect that money, one. And then secondly, even though we're talking about vacancies, the purpose of raising those, raising those salaries is so that we can hire more officers, 
with this potentially being the thing where we would take away money potentially from hiring more officers, that's my problem. I think we need every single dollar we could have to hire more officers to put them on the street. Because I think we, cause we're having an issue with crime that's going on. We all know what's going on with inflationary times. You all know what's going on with the supply chain, the economy now. So we're having this issue with crime right now. And so I think that we're, because what's going to happen is we're going to have a conversation that's twofold. One, we're going to have a conversation involving the collective bargaining agreement. One is going to be the money. We took care of that yesterday. But another one's going to be the actual con- contract. And my issue is going to be the conduct and you know, accountability and things of those nature. And so we're going to deal with that with that collective bargaining agreement when we vote on all those things. But what I'm trying to add in the interim, and I'm saying that to say we don't get these two things mixed up, because sometimes we get money and we get accountability mixed up. Those are two different things. But what I'm trying to say here is for the purposes of this money, I think we need to utilize all the money we can to hire more police officers on the street for public safety. Because I think that's a primary concern that I have for now. Do you think that this taking money out of the vacancies could impact the number of officers we could hire. Uh, I think, um, Mr. Chair, this contract is around $300,000, yeah. something like that. Uh, so given that amount, um, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, because I, I think the police chief indicated that, you know, there's a, a, a class of, I think, about 30 officers uh, right now before him. Right. I don't know how often they have police classes. Uh, throughout the year, um, but you know, uh, unfortunately, on the other hand, he's losing 25 officers I'll just a month, say. either through attrition or through officers leaving, you know, for um, higher pay in other in right. other communities. So I don't know what that mix is, but um, you know, given that attrition rate and given the amount of new officers that he's willing to that he's able to hire throughout the year. Uh, I I do not see three hundred thousand dollars being a major uh, issue with the police department because we're losing about like almost an officer a day, and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 I understand what you're saying. I just think that with this amount of money that we have, and also the fact that we're the only uh, we're the only city that actually pays officers to go through the academy, I think that now that we have the issue where we have enough money where we're give, where it's comparable to where it is in the suburbs where the majority of the officers are leaving. And like 90% of the reason why they're leaving is because of economics, because they're getting better pay in other areas outside Detroit. Mm-hmm. I think to have this money here as much as we possibly can is going to make a difference in the long run. So I, I think I've made myself clear on this. Thank you, Mr. Corley. I appreciate it. Does anybody else sure. have any questions, comments, or concerns on this? All right. Is there a motion to move line item 5.2 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Objection. Objection. What objection? Okay. Seeing no more further objections, line on the 5.2 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business. All right, moving on to new business. Uh, line item 6.1. This is a petition of CNS Healthcare request to host their annual turkey giveaway on November 19th, 2022 from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., 15560 Joy Road at the adjacent parking lot with the distribution of 500 free turkeys and sides to the local neighborhood. Is there a motion to move line item 6.1 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.1 is moved to formal session. 
recommendation for approval to be put on new business. Line item 6.2, petition of the parade company to request to host their annual turkey trot run on November 24th, 2022 from 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. along Atwater, Fort Street and Griswold with a 10K race and a one-mile race. The mayor's office and other involved city departments recommend approval of this petition. Is there a motion to move line item 6.2 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.2 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business. Line item 6.3, submitting mayor's office coordinator's report, petition of Detroit 300 Conservancy, Downtown Detroit Partnership, requesting to host their annual event programming on November 18th, 2022 for, through March 12th, 2023 from 8 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. Campus Marshes, Calac Square, Grand Circus, and Capitol Park with tree lighting, ice skating rink, and horse, horse and carriage rides, the Red Kettle, Kwanzaa Celebration, and Kinera Lighting. Menorah celebration and lighting, family-friendly activities and concessions. Is there a motion to move line item 6.3 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business? Motion, discussion. Discussion. Chair recognizes Member Benson. I would just like to uh, have request all my colleagues say the date for December 26th, the first day of Kwanzaa. And this will be the lighting of the canar the first time that this has ever happened. Mm -hmm in Campus Marshes Park. This will be a new celebration. And so we're really looking to how we can bring more culture into the city of Detroit and get more of our residents to look and see a downtown as being everyone's downtown. Not just a downtown of the few, but a downtown for everybody. And this will be the world's largest Canara. Um, it'll be the first time it's being done in Campus Marshes, December 26th. Hope to see everybody there. Wow, that's awesome. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, motion has been made to move line out of 6.3 to formal session with recommendation for approval to move on a new business. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line on 6.3 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business. Line out of 6.4. Petition. Pardon me, Mr. Chair. Is that the clerk? Yes, this is the clerk, Mr. Chair. Go ahead, Mr. Clerk. What's happening? Uh, line items 6.3 and 6.6 .6 are identical. So okay. if it pleases the body, um, if 6.6 .6 could be removed from the agenda. Is there a motion to remove line on 6.6 .6 from the agenda? Motion. Are there any objections? Discussion. Discussion. Chair recognizes Member Benson. Six point three is six point six. I see that. Six point four is parade company. Oh no, that's six point. It's six point four. Six point two. No, it's not because six point four is Thanksgiving Day parade. Is that is that the same thing as your turkey trot? No, I don't. Th I think those are two different things. Because that's yeah, no, those are two different things. But that's on Atwater, Fourth Street, Griswold, and the other one is on. Well, yeah, yeah, no, so 6.4 is, but you're right about 6.6. .6. Okay, so moving on to 6.4. <clears throat> Petition of the parade company 
Request to host their annual Thanksgiving Day Parade from 7 a.m. Through, through 7 a.m. through 5 p.m. along Woodward Avenue with floats, bands, family-friendly activities. Is there a motion to move line item 6.4 to formal session with a recommendation for approval to be put on new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line on 6.4 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business. Line on 6.5. Petition of Midtown Detroit, Inc. request to host their annual Noel night on December 3rd, 2022 from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. in Midtown with family-friendly activities, business installations, live music concessions, and Christmas activations. Is there a motion to move line on 6.5 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business? Motion has been made. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.5 will be put on formal session with recommendation for approval on new business. Line item 6.7, contract 647.67, city funding to provide vehicle fire vehicle repair services, labor and or dash or parts, contractor Kodiak emergency equipment. Location 10120 West Grand River Highway, Grand Ledge, Michigan 488. Contract period upon city council approval through October 15, 2025. Total contract amount $120,000. Is there a motion to move line item 6.7 to formal session with recommendation for approval on new business? Discussion. Discussion. Chair recognizes Vice Chairwoman Calloway. Um, thank you, Mr. Chair. I just wanted to know the length of this contract. Oh, I see it goes through um, um, 2025 October. Um, do we have anyone here from um, general services or the fire department who can speak to how long have we been farming farming out or our work on labor to repair um, fire trucks because it used to be done in-house and i know a lot of our services now are have been privatized even our trash pickup even our lighting so I'm just curious because we used to employ a lot of folks in the city doing this type of work, and now we're employing people outside of the city. Now we're in Grand Ledge. Where's Grand Ledge? Not that it matters. Not that it matters. But we're not even employ employing our people anymore. People just in the city used to do this work. And I just want to know how long have we not been doing this work? Do we anticipate bringing some of this work? that we have farmed out and privatized back to the city so we can employ some of our residents who are paying tax dollars to pay Grand Ledge, a company in Grand Ledge, to do the work. So how, how are, the, are they coming to the city to perform the services on our fleet, or are we taking the fleet to them? How does that work, Mr. Chair? And I don't know if anybody on the fire department or GSD can answer that, but I'm just concerned that we are giving business to Nebraska, Vermont, Toronto, Grand Ledge, nothing is staying in the city. Not enough for my satisfaction and the residents close to a hundred and something thousand that I work um, represent in District 2. The largest district in the city. It's concerning for me. Now we're in Grand Ledge. So I just want to know how, you know, is the fleet or the repairs being done? Are they coming to us or are we having to transport the vehicles there? Thank you, Mr. Chair. And I do have other questions. Okay. Chair recognizes uh, Ms. Perkins from the administration. 
Hi, Crystal Perkins, Deputy Director of GSD. Through the chair, um, this contract is actually only for equipment. We do the repairs in-house for our fire app garage location that that works only solely on fire apparatus vehicles. We have 33 people employed at that garage repair facility alone. We continue to do the work in-house. This is for um, a specialized part, which is liquid hydraulics that we need for the vehicle. So the contract is only to purchase the part. This was the closest vendor that bid it on the contract for the services. Mr. Chair? Yes, uh, Chair recognizes uh, Vice Chair Juan Kelly. Okay, so I'm trying to understand this, Ms. Um, Perkins. You're saying to this body that you're having to go to Grand Ledge to get something that perhaps I believe you can probably order directly? Is, is, is that not a possibility that GSD can order this type of product directly? We're having to go through Grand Ledge to get this particular product for it to be shipped so to the the type of product is proprietary, so it's not a lot of vendors that are able to um, sell this product. Mm -hmm. They're, um, the, the dealers are set up in regions, and this is a proprietary product that we order through this company. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Yeah, thank you, Ms. Perkins. You're welcome. Uh, thank you. Do we have any, uh, Mr. Washington, is there anybody from the fire department that can speak to this at all? Give us some more clarity. Um, no, Mr. Chair, I do not have a representative, but I can reach out if you'd like someone to yeah. join. If we could bring this back at the end of the agenda. Yes. Is there a motion to bring this back at the end of the agenda? Is there a motion to bring this back at the end of the agenda, this item to the end of the agenda? Any objections? All right, we will bring back line item 6.7 into the agenda. All right, moving on to line item 6.8. Office of Chief Financial Officer slash Office of Development and Grants. Request to accept a donation of a basketball court for Conant, Minnesota Park. Project Backboard has awarded a donation of a basketball court to the City of Detroit General Services Department valued at $80,000 for Conant, Minnesota Park. There is no match requirement for this donation. Total project cost is $80,000. Is there a motion to move line item 6.8 to formal session with recommendation for approval? For the purpose of being put on new business, <laughs> motion has been made. Are there any objections? Line of the 6.8 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business. Line of 6.9, submitting report relative reports submitted for all donated assets accepted to improve existing city Detroit parks and facilities for calendar year 20. 22 quarter three attached here is a report of all donated assets that were accepted to improve existing Detroit city parks for the calendar year 2022 quarter three. This includes the period between July 1st, 2022 through September 30th, 2022. These are nine cash donations. Is there a motion to oh. Uh, Dr. Powers, this is a report. Do I receive and file this, or do I move to do I move this to formal session? Generally, sir, reports are received and filed. Right. Um, unless there's an action item associated with it. If there is, then it needs to go to formal session. Well, it's saying these are not these are this. It's a report. It's saying these are non-cash donations, but it's a report about 
all the donate, donated assets to City Park. So I assume I'll receive a file this, wouldn't I? It, it sounds like a receiving file to me without having the documentations in front of me. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right. Is there a motion to receive a file line on 6.9? Motion. Hearing no objections. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line on 6.9 will be received and filed. Line on 6.10, request to accept the donation up to 278 trees for the greening of Detroit for various parks across Detroit. The greening of Detroit is awarded 278 trees, valued at $224,400, the City of Detroit General Services Department. For various parks and recreation centers across Detroit, there is no match requirement for this donation. Is there a motion to, is there a motion is there a motion to move to formal session with recommendation for approval for the purpose of putting on new business line item 6.10? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.10 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval for the purpose of, no, to be put on new business. Now, moving back to line item 6.7. Did Mr. Washington take off? Okay. Hey, you're back. Sorry about that, Mr. No, that's Chair all right. Committee. Um, the fire department is getting ready to join right now. Excellent. Mr. Chair, I'm not sure if you'd want to take a brief pause. I'm just going to make a phone call to, to make sure he's logging in. I, I thought you were trying to make like a dramatic entrance or something no, no, like no. that. I didn't know, Mr. Washington. I know you had this planned out. You're going to dim the lights and put a spotlight on them. So. Mr. Chair, um, we do have D.C. Hillman online as well as D.C. Fornell. Say that first name again for me. Um, D.C. Derek Hillman Mr. and then D.C. Fornell. Okay, Mr. Hillman and Mr. Fornell. Okay, Mr. Hillman and Mr. Fornell, floor is yours. Whichever one wants to go first as soon as you are promoted. 
Hey, good afternoon, everybody. How are you doing? This is uh, De Second Deputy Commissioner Derek Hillman. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Good deal. Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear the question, or did you, you need Miss Callaway to, to ask it for you again? Oh, excuse me. Do you need Member Callaway, Vice Chairwoman Callaway, to ask it again? I uh, can Member Callaway. Re please repeat that. I uh, was jumping in, and it, it kicked me into the meeting. Then right. so I did not hear it. Um, thank you, thank you, Mr. Chair. I was just concerned about us um, going to Grand Ledge or outside of the city looking for products that perhaps can be purchased in the city or by a city vendor. Um, and um, I guess I just received information from Ms. Perkins indicating there are just a few companies that supply this product, but it would be nice not to have to go outside of the city. I know sometimes we have to. Um, and then she also um, explained to me that um, there are 33, um, I guess, mechanics or folks who work on the, on the fleet because I was looking at this and it says uh, repair services, labor, and or parts. Um, but so um, that's always going to be my question is whether or not, you know, this um, type of contract can remain in the city. Um, and I'm looking at a very, 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 very small city. And I don't know if that's how they're making their living off of providing this product. But it would be nice if we could, you know, um, instead of going through um, a, a third party, maybe go directly to the company that manufactures the product. That was my question. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Sure. And um, could I, for, for my edification, could I get uh, the contract and uh, what vendor we're discussing? Mr. Chair, may I? Yes, ma'am. Please. It's um, contract number 64767. It is 100% city funding Kodiak emergency equipment out of Grand Ledge, Michigan. Um, $120,000, and the contract goes through, it doesn't give a start date. I'm looking at the Teeters report. It goes through October 15, 2025. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh, through the through the chair, um, I also have uh, Director Fornell here. But I know Kodiak is a company that services um, and warranties some of our uh, ambulances that we have. So, and they're doing our remounts. So, if uh, Director Fornell wants to expound on that, I'd appreciate it. Yes. Uh, okay. So uh, Feldman Ford, uh, which is a Detroit company, holds the contract for the remounts. And they did hold the contract for the ambulances. And uh, that's being bid. Uh, Kodiak um, is the Braun dealer. And, is, uh, and since the ambulances are being remounted by Braun, uh, they're, like a, they're like a second party. But the, but the contract actually uh, to supply the, um, uh, the, the remount ambulances, and then we're going to be bidding a, a new contract for the ambulances, uh, is, with a, is with a Detroit dealer. Um, and then the reason uh, Kodiak is involved is because they do the warranty work on the Braun ambulances. So uh, uh, that's why they hold this contract. And, and uh, really, uh, there, there is not a Braun dealer in the city. Um, and so that's why they hold this contract. But, but, but the, the base contracts are held by a Detroit uh, firm. Mr. Chair? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Ms. Perkins, I thought this was a product contract he's saying this is a services contract you said something uh, about a liquid he's saying something about services so is it a service or a product contract so i uh, through the chair i was corrected um just now through text message it is both it's to provide the service and provide the product there is some stuff that we can do in-house that we do in-house at our fire apparatus garage that we do purchase this liquid hydraulic for but the mounting of the um ambulance is something that we um do warranty out to this company as well. 
So my apologies and I stand corrected. Mr. Chair, if I may. Go ahead. So if it's a service contract, are they, what are we servicing? Mr. Chair, through the chair, what are we servicing? So we have the hydraulic product liquid over here. So this is a product and service contract? Um, excuse me, through the chair, if I, if I may ask, um, uh, Ms. Perkins, is this uh, for liquid spring? Yes, yes. Okay, so the ambulances to meet the federal requirements, when you open the rear door, the ambulances have to drop to a certain level so the cots can be can be uh, uh, removed and, and placed in. To do that, they modify the rear suspension. That's being done when the ambulances are under construction, uh, and and the pro the product is put in there. It's called Liquid Spring. It's an entire rear suspension assembly um, that um, that allows the back end to kneel so we can get the cots in and out. So uh, again, since that is part of the ambulance assembly. Uh, the contract to service these, uh, and and again, this is uh, also to handle a warranty on it, uh, is through Kodiak Emergency Vehicles, and it's actually part of the entire unit. It's not, um, uh, it's 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 not just the 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 fluid that we can put in here. So it's uh, it, it's to service the entire assembly, the sensors, the, uh, the the bags, and everything else that's in the back. That's what I believe this contract's about. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Mr. Chair. So, Chair recognizes Vice Chair okay, Wincalli. So Go ahead. this is uh, a product and service contract. So is the service being done here, or is the service being done in Grand Ledge? That's what I'm asking. Who's so performing I, the services? Are are so, Detroit so, workers in the fire department performing this service, or are, is the, I'm just trying to understand this contract. Okay. So so, so DC for now, one second, through the chair, there is a location that they have in Detroit that service that, that they use for repairs. There is a location, I think DC Farnell mentioned that in the beginning. There is a location in the city of Detroit that Where's they that use location? for. It's uh, through the chair. The the company that uh, uh, that that does the actual physical work on the liquid springs um, uh, the, that's under warranty from Kodiak. Uh, it's called Truck and Trailer, uh, and it's on the uh, southwest side. Uh, it is actually in Detroit, uh, and um, uh, and uh, they're performing the work there. Thank you, Mr. Chair. More questions? Anybody else? Any questions? All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Appreciate you. Thank now you. we will go thank on. You, thank you. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Deputy Chief Party, I appreciate you, sir. Thank you, Hillman. Thank you. Ms. Perkins, always Everybody appreciate have a great you. Day. You too. <clears throat> Is there a motion to move line on 6.7 to formal session with recommendation for approval to put on new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Objection. One objection. Any more? <laughs> Hearing none, line on 6.7 is moved to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on new business. Now we will go on the member reports. We will start with Vice Chairwoman Calloway. Thank you, Mr. Chair. No report today. All right. Member Benson? No report. All right. My, my report is going to be simple. I just want to remind everybody to go vote because elections have consequences. So go out there and go vote. Take your brothers, your sisters, your moms, your uncles, 
Ray Ray and everybody else in between, take us to the ballots and go vote. All right, that being said, is there a motion to adjourn Neighborhood Community Services Standing Committee? Any objections? This committee is now adjourned.